Back again. All right. So we are in Kansas now. So I just uh, got done falling on my face in St. Joseph, and now I'm in Kansas, and my hands are all bandaged up and slowly skating through Kansas. Fucking, I, I'm actually, uh, it's starting to kind of flatten out. It's not as flat as everybody thinks Kansas is. It's more rolling hills. At, at Honestly, it wasn't almost at any point where it was just flat cruise sailing as always i'm going up or down something but i can see for 30 40 miles in every direction mm-hmm. so as i'm skating through kansas i i'm not claustrophobic but i can understand where like the feeling where because i started feeling like i was in the middle of the ocean like in the middle of nowhere like there's 30 miles to the next town. There's 30 miles to the town that I was just at or, or 20 miles or whatever. And hmm. like, I wonder if that's claustrophobia or just feeling, um, stranded. Yeah. Like, a cause I, I'm definitely claustrophobic and because I, I think it's from when I was young, me and my brother would fucking like trap each other under the, you know those um, laundry baskets? Mm-hmm. We would trap each other under those. Like, sit on them and shit. Yeah. And I think that's where it came from. Like, not not being able to get escape. I think, like, any small space I would not want to be in, because it's just the idea of not being able to get out. I, I just think... felt like I was in the middle of the ocean, or like I could be picked off the face of the earth so easily. Yeah, it's like, like vulnerability. Yeah. And I don't like being that exposed. I'm used to around here where you can only see half a block where before trees are blocking everything or a right. hill or something. So I like having that security kind of around. It's kind of funny when you have somebody from Colorado or something come out here and they'll they'll feel claustrophobic because they can't see like yeah. 30 miles in every direction like they normally can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And um, so I... First night in Kansas, I end up staying at, like, uh, actually behind a gas station, talk to the owner. And uh, second night, I ended up kind of having doing some guerrilla camping with, uh, couldn't really ask anybody, so there's this abandoned farm, and kind of just got behind some trees, and actually a tree, <laughs> and set up my tent. Not really too many trees in Kansas. And uh, kept on going stayed at a old farm couple's house the next night and it's honestly it's just kind of like these people are like just kind of i don't know just not the most interesting people they just yeah live well, in kansas and i think the bar has been set pretty high since you just saw a 17 year old being tied up and- yeah that too that too <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be tough to top that one so um, I eventually get to Smith Center, which is the geologic center of the United States. So, like, I'm literally, like, I'm halfway across the country now, like, officially. Mm-hmm. And um, end up going to uh, a, sub, a subway there, and there was a, a couple. They were biking across Kansas, but they were going down... Um, they're going to be going down to, I forget what city they were going down, but they weren't going across the same way I was. And, uh, they, uh, they paid for my subway meal. I go down the road and, uh, talk to somebody. They kind of waved me down and asked me what I was doing. And they're actually from Oneonta, New York. So, and that was where, um, my fiance, Danny, where she went to school. So that kind of intrigued my interest and uh there's an rv park right across the street from where i talked to this lady and i went over there and um there's a payphone, and i used the payphone to call the number that was there and they, it was this guy he was working in a shop that was literally like right there in front of me and asked him if i could camp out and he let me camp out there for free so that was pretty cool and then i went later that night and uh, went to a pizza hut and the waitress let me eat at Pizza Hut for free. So that was pretty cool. And I wonder how much 
like what the value of all the free food you got was. Yeah, yo, for real. <laughs> and uh, next day I uh, go down the road and it was, um, I later found out that day that it was over 110 degrees that day. And I shit you not, the breeze felt like you were standing in front of a pizza oven. Like, it was, the breeze was this hot. This was in Kansas? Yeah. No shit. It was so hot, dude. Like, I, I at a few points, I thought I was going to pass out from heat exhaustion. I was making sure I was filling up my water and stuff like that. That That's when it sucks. Yeah, when the, that when, honestly was the worst like, for my always, whole trip. Yeah, like, you always kind of expect the breeze to be what cools you down, and it ends up just being hot air yep. that hits you in the face. Yep. And that even ends up being worse sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it made it worse. Yeah, it really did. It's a lot harder to cool and off than it is. There's to warm no up. trees anywhere. I'm in the middle of a field. And it's Plus, just... if you're skating and there's air pushing at you, it's probably harder to breathe in general. Yep, cause... I'm going against wind the whole way. Yeah, my whole trip westward, prevailing winds. I um eventually get to Norton, and there's this guy. I forget his name, but he had a dog named Ozzy and Junior, and they were like. Those dogs, like you'd see Lassie. Uh, like a collie? Yeah, yep. There were two of those, and they were weird because whenever you'd pet them, they'd start growling at you, like one of those dogs, and it was just, and he's like, oh, he likes you, and there's just like growling and barking at me while I'm petting it, and I'm like, I don't want to pet, I don't want to pet them anymore. Yeah, he's, this dog sounds like it likes me. <laughs> <laughs> this dude, he was like, um, he used to be like in the military, he told me he's, Different times he's gone over to Europe and stuff like that. He's also been like a border patrol agent, and he had pretty strong feelings about that. He's just like, yeah, all these illegal immigrants bringing drugs and blah, blah, blah over to this country. And you can always tell how when somebody's a doper, they don't fix their car and blah, 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 blah. He's driving me around the town and saying everybody's dopers and stuff like that. And <laughs> it, it was you pretty... can really gauge somebody's age by what the terms that they use are <laughs> he was pretty he was pretty crippled though he had a hard time walking and um driving around with his dog showing me around the town he there's this old like vietnam veteran guy and he said that he, it, he was one of his friends and he said that he like dug underneath this road that we drove under to like get over he was like showing me he's like yeah he dug tunnels underneath under here and blah 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 and like like it was pretty crazy. <laughs> and um, then uh, I keep on going down the road. Oh, oh! also, he gave me um, his sister raised chicken, so I actually got to eat chicken noodle soup. And I hadn't had chicken uh, since 2012, so... Oh, wait, no, 2011. Uh, so I hadn't had chicken for over four four years or so. Did you get some eggs? Yeah, I can eat eggs and stuff like that. Well, eggs, I mean... Anybody can eat eggs. Do you eat eggs? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep, I eat eggs. What kind? Well, chicken... Brown, chicken, preferably. Chi- most people... I don't know. I feel like most people don't realize that the eggs aren't fertilized. Yeah, like, they're, they're just fucking, chicken periods. Yeah. But they come not, out of their butthole, which is kind of gross. That is kind of gross. But yeah, you just rinse it off. Yeah. Put some hot water in there. Yeah. Eggs are great. Man. Yeah. It's some of the best ways to get protein. Like, our bodies are really good at absorbing yeah. egg protein. Um, yeah, I, uh, skating down this road and, uh, I see this sign for, uh, it says, do not pick up hitchhikers and freaking I look <laughs> You're off there like fucking hitchhiking <laughs> and I look off to the side and there's like a big giant prison right off the side of the road. So oh, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> So that was kind of funny. And, and nice. Can I just stay in a cell here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, end up camping out in the town there. And, um, and then the next day, I make it. Um, it, it was actually a good sized town. Like they they had McDonald's and other. Like it was a civilization. An in and out. And uh, I get to this place, McDonald, Kansas. And it, now, was there a McDonald's in McDonald, Kansas? No. There Jesus. is literally like two silos and like a portable bathroom or not a portable bathroom, but like a cement bathroom that like is you just pull off to the side and a couple farms. That's it's, it. it's funny that there's a McDonald's everywhere but McDonald's. Yeah. 
And, um, yeah, so I ended up staying there. And then, uh, finally, after nine days of hell of Kansas, I finally make it to Colorado. <laughs> but still. What's the, so that, was that the longest it took you to get through a, like a specific area? Um, it was over a week right there. It was the worst. It was the worst days of my whole trip by far. Just how hot it was, how grueling it was. It was, it was hard, harder than going up mountains. Meeting a sex offender. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm still, I'm still rattling my brain about tying up the 17 year old. I mean, he did practicing. Well, yeah, he kind of, yeah, because he did tie up his wife. It was like that was his sister. And like, it was weird. He showed me pictures of his naked wife too, and it's like, oh. so it was, he was kind of a weirdo. You should have. You, you should have stayed an extra day or two. You they were practicing get, for a play. I'm okay. You she was pregnant. Gotten tied up. She was probably pregnant, and I'm, you could have doubled down on that. He, he was telling me that he used to be a stripper in Houston, and that he was telling me that he was bi, and that he. He was like, yeah, you'd make a lot of money if you were a stripper. So it was a little awkward. Yeah, but... he was trying to tie you up, dude. Yeah. yeah I'm surprised, you didn't, I'm surprised you didn't get tied up. That's fucking sketchy. Maybe, maybe he did, and he's just waiting to tell us about that. Oh. No. Or maybe did. he's still did tied up. Did you add up. him on Facebook? Yeah, he's a Facebook friend. Sweet. Well, that girl's probably... Yeah, she's, she's a Facebook friend, too. The one that was tied up? Yep. Yep. Send me those deets, man. I actually <laughs> shaved her head, too. What? Yeah, she was... How many heads have you shaved? Because you definitely... I've seen you do one. <laughs> Jesse's, yeah. I shaved Durville's head. Brian Durville's head. Um, yeah. Danny's head. My you got fiance. like a pretty good resume here. Yeah, I'm pretty good at shaving heads. Yeah. I should go into that business. <laughs> go to downtown and <laughs> show them my resume. <laughs> I'm good at buzzing. <laughs> But uh, I get to Colorado, but I still have like a couple, <laughs> hun- couple hundred miles till I get to Denver, and it's still just as flat and just as shitty as Kansas till I get to because Denver, you get to Denver, it's flat up until that point, and then that's when the mountains start oh, yeah. once you get to Denver. Yeah. So I had another few days going through uh, Colorado, and that was it was pretty grueling, and. Uh, Made it to, I ideal ideally, I D A L I E, ideally, and I uh, fill up I fill up my uh, fill up my backpack with a bunch of food and stuff like that there at a, like a gas station. It was pretty a bunch of ghost town though, and um, keep on going and get to last chance after and last chance before I get to Denver. Literally like. Uh, it's the last town for freaking about 60 miles before I get to Denver. Uh. And so I fill up and get my last rest in and I get going and I get, uh, to about where I 70 is and it, I get word that I'm not allowed. Like it's going, the road that I'm on turns into an interstate and I'm not allowed to skate on interstate. So I was just like, ah, fuck, I'm so close to Denver. So I ended up uh, hitting up one of my friends, and they came and picked me up from where I was at so I didn't have to skate on the interstate. And um, then I, they brought me into this, uh, they brought me into town and brought me to the Denver Skate Park, and I got to skate there for a little bit. And I met up with uh, Nick Frazier and Alicia, and they met up with me at the skate park, and they're from... Uh, Oswego and they they were the people that Billy and I met in Colorado on the first trip mm-hmm. that we were like oh shit we didn't know you lived here so uh, I ended up staying with them for uh, a few days and I uh, at this point like I had gone through a good chunk of my savings that I saved up through I saved up about five grand for this whole trip and I uh, I s- I've spent about two grand, and this person back in Oswego they owes they owe me about three thousand dollars, and that's what the rest of my trip is going to do. I have about five hundred dollars in my pocket, and uh, they gave me a check before I left. They're like, "Yo, I don't have the money in my account right now, but I'll tell you when I have the money in my account. Um, 
I gave him three thousand dollars to buy and sell a car to try to flip some money for my trip, mm-hmm. and um, he didn't have the money in his account. And I, for weeks and weeks, I'm telling him like, "Yo, I'm going to cash this check in Denver." Like, all right, in about a week, going to cash this check. Didn't have the funds, so then I'm pretty much fucking shit out of luck. I'm just about like I'm leaving my friend's house. I'm like, all right, I'll go and cash this check, get the money in my account, thinking that it's all going to work out okay. And uh, I leave their house, and I'm about to start skating into the mountains and go to the bank, and they're not letting me access my account and stuff like that. So I'm like, crap, I got to fucking figure all this stuff out. I have another friend in Denver, and they end up picking me up and let me stay at their house. And I stayed there for another couple days until I figured out the si- I got the situation figured out and the f- money finally got back in my account. But before that person picked me up, I was on Pearl Street and there's a bunch of homeless people on Pearl Street. And I'm like, I'm like, I look exactly like all these people. They all have backpacks, traveling backpacks on. And it's just like, oh my God, like I'm just. I'm just like another one of these homeless people now. Like I'm kind of, I only have a couple hundred bucks. I can't even get home on that money, you know? But like, so I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And things up, end up working out, get my money. And, uh, I take off and I get over the mountains and I get onto route 40 and, uh, going through Idaho Springs and, uh, there's a, I get to this, uh, I think it's called Winter Park, town called Winter Park, and they uh, are having like a, a bike competition there, and uh, I go, and it was at like a ski lift, and I go check that out, and I actually went over the Continental Divide that day, I didn't know that I did, and I go into this town and I ask around where I camp out and there's a campground and they are like, Oh, well, I don't want to charge you for staying here. You could just camp right across the street. And I ended up camping, setting up my stuff across the street. And, uh, this time I, I, when I was in Denver, I bought a new tent. Um, so now I don't have that shitty little tiny little tent that I had been using. And, uh, now it's like, it's a one person tent. It's a tiny tent, but I can fit everything in it now. And it's actually good quality. Does it get weird when you change, when you cross over into different time zones and shit too? Oh, not too much because I'm slowly kind of getting into it. It was weird because I'd have to like, when I'm texting people back home and stuff like that, I'm two hours ahead of them now or whatever. And so that or they're two hours ahead of me. And so things are getting late for them or other people. And I, I'm just staying up or just getting early for me or whatever. And I get up the next day, I go down, uh, this, there's this like kind of, I don't know, organic food place. And I ate there and a bunch of good looking ladies at behind the counter and stuff. Got to tell them my story. Um, and now I'm kind of like in this valley and I skate through this valley, stop at this convenience store, get a couple Gatorades and a couple power bars. And now I'm starting to climb up this mountain again. And I start and start to go up this mountain and I'm about 10 miles up it. And, uh, there's a little like community town of people and I pull over and I knock on a door and this guy comes out and he, uh, gives me some uh, water and stuff like that and lets me kind of chill out on his property for a bit while I rest. And uh, he had like a pretty hard stutter. And so he was talking with me, but, and he tells me about um, this town that is, uh, that I'm about to go into only like about three miles away called Geneva, Colorado. They had somebody that, got their bulldozer and they souped it up with a bunch of armor and a bunch of like guns and stuff like that, put holes in it and they put cameras on the outside of it and everything. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> cameras on the outside of it and like fans to keep dust away from the cameras. And he went through the town of Geneva and like 
wreck down city hall and destroying people's buildings and stuff like that all because he didn't get like a permit to like build a section onto his house or something it's like, like just that. cause yeah yep. he, <laughs> you know how you can like uh like use the grappling hook to like attach it to something and then something else and then pull it down. Yeah, yep. it's so dope. <laughs> He's, like, doing that shit with the fucking bulldozer. The police are, like, jumping on top of his, like, ha- um, made tank or whatever, and they're trying <laughs> to, like, get in, and they can't get in. He ended up, like, shooting himself or something like that because he couldn't do anything. But, like, it was pretty crazy to hear this story. And, like, holy cow, that's in this town? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, keep on going down the road, and I make it to... I think it's called Silver Springs and stay at a hotel and I go at this uh, restaurant and the restaurant lets me eat there for free and all the people like all the guests and stuff like that like I'm like the main attraction and they're all asking me what I'm doing and stuff that was pretty cool next day I kept on going down the road and I made it to um after I went through Hot Sulphur Springs, I made it to uh, Steamboat Springs, and that was like about sixty miles away. And so that was a that was a big day ahead of me. Like, and the road was really shitty. Like, I couldn't skate on it too much because it was like pretty rough, and also like a lot of cars coming. Right. And so that was that was a pretty rough stretch for me. But once I got to Steamboat Springs, that was pretty cool because they had this. Um, river going through there like literally hot springs going through it and there's a bus that goes up and down the town and so i could go to this campground and then get on the bus go anywhere into the town i wanted or just chill on the bus or whatever and i got to eat at this italian restaurant for free that was pretty cool and uh there's these guys there that were at the campground that work there and they had this dog named Bo and he uh he had a can or a tent for the dog that they were also sleeping in too and like we're hanging out around the campfire and uh oh i forgot a part but i'll go back to that um the dog is like looking at everybody and they're like do you want to go to bed bo and he like head nods like the most apparent head nod is like yeah come on like i'm sitting in front of the door like yeah come on and opens up dog goes sleeps in the tent it was amazing next day i woke (laughs) up and uh i got to hang out with the dog for a little bit while everybody was out out at work before i got to take off this shit along come on (laughs) yeah let's fucking go (laughs) and uh, all day here when i set up my camp earlier at that koa there's uh I'm start hanging out at like the pavilion and there's this drunk lady and she starts telling me like oh my husband he beat me the other day and blah 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 you see this blood on my pants freaking it was from blah 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 when he beat me and just she's being drunk and he's been gone for the past couple days and I don't know where he is and then speak of the devil he shows up and he's holding a bow and stuff like that and he's like this big meathead dude and she's like this older lady missing some teeth look definitely has done plenty of drugs in her day and he's like younger than her so it was kind of like weird like but they're both both probably on meth or whatever yeah and um he's all like pumped up not wearing a shirt all jacked and everything and fucking he's he's said yeah fucking after i fought with you fucking i went to live in the woods and blah 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 and i've been surviving and blah 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 like holding it over her head and stuff like that apparently he's been like hunting with a bow or stuff like that (laughs) these people are nuts (laughs) yeah this and so i like i'm like this this guy is this country interesting dude i love every inch of it bud and fucking he i go over to his campsite and he's just like yeah I got this pistol here. I put a silencer on it. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, then I can't tell if it's a pistol or not. And he, like, starts shooting it. And as soon as he starts shooting it, I can tell it's a pellet gun. Like, tick, tick, tick. And I'm, he's just like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good silencer, isn't it? And I'm just kind of, like, going along with it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then eventually then I see the people, like, that, the people with the dog that I talked about earlier and I moved my camp over to them because I didn't want the, the drunk guy knowing 
where I can't because he was just like, you know what? I'm going to go. And he bought a longboard and he's like, I'm going to leave with you tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm like, really? And I'm just like, there's no way that he's going to be able to keep up with me. So I'm just going to, oh yeah, sure. And just go. Yeah. No, thank you, sir. So wait, so he had an, it was actually a pellet gun that he was using as a, as, yeah, he had a pellet gun, but he was telling me it was a pistol. Oh, yeah, he's full of shit. The, people always think that su- like suppressors work like they do in the movies, where it's just pew, pew, pew. like it's not like that. It's it makes it a lot quieter, but it sure as hell isn't like a Still Tom as like fuck. a Tom Clancy game. Yeah, yeah. like in yeah. No Country for Old Men when he puts the sh- silencer on the yeah. shotgun. I love that sound. Pew. Sure as hell doesn't do it that much. There's no way you can suppress that sound that intensely. So you know it's a fucking pellet gun. And he didn't have anything off the barrel or anything either. So it was was pretty stupid. But um, You're you're an idiot, dude. (laughs) Seems like a pretty okay guy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, oh, you beat your wife and... (laughs) Yeah, you should definitely come with me. (laughs) And, uh... Then I kept skating down the road, got to Craig, Colorado, and uh, just found somebody on the side or off the road, and they let me camp in their backyard. It was just, and uh, they fed me breakfast the next day and sent me on my merry way. And I uh, kept on going down, and I had to do some guerrilla camping off on the side of the road, freaking just set up, just kind of off. And then the next day, uh, I was on the very edge of um, Colorado, and I made it to Dinosaur, Colorado. There was like, um, it's where a bunch of people like go to dig up dinosaur bones and stuff like yeah. that. It's like a dinosaur, but not pterodactyls because and... they're not dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty cool to see like the whole town had like a bunch of like cool little like dinosaur shirts yeah. and dinosaur feathers. <laughs> So then I finally made it to Utah, and I was uh, camped out in Utah, and I only stayed in Utah for a couple days because I ended up going through the little portion of it, going straight up, and then went through Wyoming, and then I was only through Wyoming for a couple days because it was only a portion. Then I made it back onto Route 20 um, in Idaho, and I took Route 20 all the way across Idaho and uh which was cool because I started off on route 20 when in New York yeah and I went through um it's crazy when you think about how much fucking roads there are in this country and how long it must have taken to build all that shit like there are so many fucking roads and how long they are fuck that shit dude I'm never gonna maintaining them yeah well, they don't most of the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> and. No, Idaho. Yep. Yeah, I had to camp off road a few times when I was going through Idaho and um, camped in Craters of the Moon National Park, which is um, this old lava field that, like, came up and it looks like the moon like it's all pumice stone and everything and it's really cool it was really windy there and my uh original route i was gonna go up and i was gonna start making my way up through idaho and go up towards seattle but at this point i was just so dead that i was just like yo fuck that i'm just going straight across i'm staying on route 20 i'm just going to the coast i'm not like portland uh, Newport, Oregon is, yes, but yes, just lower of Portland. And, uh, so I started going, stayed at a potato farmer's house and, um, how were the potatoes there? Were they great? <laughs> I hear they're the best. I had some French fries, but other than that, I don't think I actually had like some of their potatoes. Hmm. Shame on me. But, uh, w- the only reason that we invited you out of the podcast to talk about 
skateboarding across America for potatoes. was because I knew eventually you would make it to Idaho and then you would tell me about how great the potatoes are. Now you're telling me you didn't even fucking have any. You had French fries. Yep. Were the French fries good? Yeah, they were. Oh, yep. cool. Never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I ended up going around Boise, Idaho, because I didn't want to go straight go through, through Boise. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, which, um, when I got closer to Boise, there's more and more trees, um, which, and I think there's national forests and shit over there. Like a lot of them, there's there, a whole bunch of forests that you're heading into right now from the <laughs> looks of things and there's a uh, forest, like literally in the middle of Idaho. Yeah. And then you go, like, as soon as you go past Washington, there's another one. Yep. And so it's still kind of pretty dry where I am right now, though. Like, uh, still kind of still see very far. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not like in Utah. It was more plateaus and stuff like that. In Colorado, it was mostly mountains. More Utah and Wyoming. It was more plateaus and stuff like that. Now it's just kind of getting like the kind of grassy kind of like, you know, the dead grass, the brownish starting to get like that. And um, I get outside of Boise. I uh, talk to these people that are owners of a, a restaurant that used to be a, uh, a pit stop garage or whatever, like an old automotive garage. Mm-hmm. And they kept the theme with it. It looked really cool. I ended up uh, sleeping under a bridge. And uh, that was pretty cool. Because um, I I'd never really slept under a bridge before. <laughs> And, uh, then I'm, that's always a positive, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. (laughs) And, um, I was actually extremely close to the border of Oregon and I didn't even know it. I crossed this river called snake river and I'm in Oregon and I'm like, keep on going. And I'm like looking at the map and I'm like, yeah, what the heck? I asked this convenience store lady, like, hey, um, when am I going to be getting into Oregon? And like, oh, you've been in Oregon for about 10 miles or so. And I'm like, whoa, cool. So that kind of threw me off. And um, I made it to uh, Huntura, Oregon, and uh, just uh, knocked on somebody's door, and they lent me let me stay up in their uh, yard. Then I made it to Burns and uh, Burns, Oregon and an old couple. They let me uh, camp out in their lawn and they let me into their house and shower and fed me some food and breakfast the next day. And when I, uh, when I first got there, the guy, he was a Korea veteran and he, had he wanted to tell me the story of the time where like all his friends got killed in battle and how he like went and he killed a bunch of like um Koreans like like he <laughs> not even soldiers <laughs> just a bunch of Koreans I, I think I'm pretty sure it was soldiers yeah, but, Koreans but like <laughs> eating breakfast and shit like at a diner he said that he saw one of his best friends like killed right in front of him and like I forget how how he described it, like how his friend died, but like it was really gruesome. It was like some sight seeing his like chest like get ripped off pretty much like and then fucking just Lawson just started shooting fucking everybody up and it was like weird because I was like, Hey, how's it going? And like, yeah, you can camp here. I killed people. Like <laughs> he's like this old guy, he has he had like um like a really you know how like when redheads, when they get old, how their hair turns into like a gold. It yeah. Was like, it was like that. And, um, ended up staying there that night. Uh, ended up leaving the next day, made it to Hampton. This lady, she let me camp out. Uh, she had these two really cool pit bulls. They're really, she really had them well trained. And, uh, then I made it to Bend, Oregon. And, um, I'm going, I'm going down the road. We're, we're almost actually at the end of the trip too. Yeah. I'm seeing that, uh, 
So that was the pit bulls. Yep. I was wondering. I thought I was hoping that that wasn't coyotes or something. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Bend is a a bend, a bit of a bend. As oh far yeah, as roots go. a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and um, it's actually um twice the size of Syracuse, Bend, Oregon. But like the thing was, none of the buildings were above two stories. Like so, it was all really spread out. That's mm-hmm. weird. And so I mean, it didn't even feel buildings in a swiggle that are bigger than that. Yeah. So it was really weird for like, like for a city, I looked up the population and everything and it was just really spread out. And, um, I'm starting to see the mountains again. It, it's been pretty flat in Oregon so far. And I'm starting to see these three mountains again called the three sisters. And, uh, the whole area around here, it's really dry. Um, you millions of years ago or whatever uh there was a volcano eruption and there was just um black pumice stone everywhere Mm -hmm. so if you dig into it enough it's just going to be black pumice stone and everything smells like it could easily catch on fire just everything's that dry um i'm skating down the road i accidentally take the wrong turn i'm just staying on route 20 and um talk to the gas station they tell me to go back and as i'm going back i see these two bikers and they have their saddlebags on their bikes and um i'm like they look like cross-country travelers and i they're on the opposite side of the road going the same way i am i'm like hey where are you guys from and they tell me they're from chicago and they've been biking across the country for a couple months now and i'm like oh shit i'm from new york and they get on the same side of the road as me and they tell me like oh we're going over to this guy's house um there's we have this app called um hot showers or warm showers or something like that and um it's for cross-country bikers where like um People log in hot showers. If there's a person on a cross-country bike, they'll let them stay at their house or whatever for the night, take a hot shower, and then keep on going the next day. Hmm. And they called. They had the guy's number. They called him. They're like, hey, we got an extra guy. We just met up. Could he camp out at your house too? And he's like, yeah, sure. That would have been a nice app to have before you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then you wouldn't have been able to see the the girl get tied up, and you probably wouldn't have gotten, like, the Walmart and... <laughs> yeah, exactly. All that stuff. All that I would have had food. everything planned out too much. It's all about the free food. It was. It did. I probably saved a few thousand bucks because of all the free food. Yeah. But um, the guy, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll meet you guys uh, downtown. And the guy whose house we're going to be staying at, he shows up on a elliptico, which is like an elliptical, but it's a bicycle elliptical. So like, you actually what? go. I gotta look this up. That sounds fucking awesome. It, it was, and I got to ride it. It was, it wasn't too hard to ride. It was pretty cool, and uh, I got to stay the night at his house. They um, brought me to Whole Foods, and they let me pay for, or they uh, paid for my food and everything. Let me fill up my backpack and let me get dinner that night, and fed me breakfast the next day. And um, it was pretty cool. Then next day, we all like. Uh, left, uh, sep- uh, went separate ways. All the different cross country travelers, like I was, I was going down a different road than they were, but it was cool. And um, then I ended up going about 25 miles to Sisters, Oregon, and it was extremely hot. And I was going, I was climbing up mountains all that day, That's going up. Fucking to- cool. Yeah, that's it, wicked. Fucking. Cool. It was different to get used to, but once you get the momentum, you can keep it's pretty easy to balance you're just pretty much standing on it what is it on a on a track of some sort or does it actually have wheels it it's literally just <laughs> <laughs> it's like like the oh, two yeah. two things and that's what oh sorry i see what you're saying yeah it's kind of fucking weird yeah and uh I mean, you could just ride a bike <laughs> the the guy that i stayed with he um had biked across the country with his wife and he had tried to be the 12th person to try to run across America with all their gear. Like, so he had like one of those shopping carts, like you'd see a homeless person pushing or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had one of those in front of him. And that's how he's pushing all his gear and everything yeah, he's by the himself. King of the carts. But his brother ended up dying or something like that. So he had to call his trip short. 
But I thought that was pretty amazing that there's only 13 people that have gone across the country like that. Like like that, like yeah. he was trying. Um, make it to Sisters, go up. Uh, it was pretty tough because it was pretty hot that day. I go to a subway and I'm asking people if like, hey, you know where I can camp? Know where I can camp? And nobody knows. And then I just go down the road literally about 200 feet and I see there's campers off on the side it of the literally road. literally says Camp Sherman like right here. There's literally a camp like like north barely north of where you are sisters yeah yeah (laughs) and um i just camped out right on the side of the road there's um the only rule on that road was you just can't camp there for more than two weeks and i was like shit i'm not staying here for more than two (laughs) weeks like cool and um stayed there next day went to back to the subway got some breakfast and um as i'm pulling out like this guy, he was behind a car and like I, the car in front of him goes and he pulls up to the stop sign. I run in front of him because he has to stop at the stop sign. He starts, pull, he pulls out and he starts yelling at me like, cause I ran out in front of him and blah, blah, blah. And flipping me off, screaming at me. And I'm just like, Hey, right, I, mean, I literally made that noise. Hey, cause pedestrians <laughs> definitely don't have the right of way or anything. <laughs> And, uh, kept on, and I actually shit in the woods for the first time on my whole trip. Like I, that was the first time I had to shit outside so far. I, the whole time I've been able to find a uh, toilet or whatever, Hmm. which that was kind of significant in a sense. I thought that was amazing. Now are we talking like, uh, what what color are we talking? It was actually a, uh, it was a subway poop. Oh, you know, Oh yeah. I don't. You don't know what's the subway. Okay. Yeah, sometimes it's hard when you're out outside. It's not really the easiest. Yeah. And it never comes out clean, of course. Not when you're outside. Yeah. It was, But actually, just a couple days beforehand, I was just like, you know what? I actually know in Colorado, I put a thing, a roll of toilet paper in my... Um, yeah, that's the way to go. Because, honestly, it was so populated up until I got to Kansas... That, like, once I got to Kansas, then things started really thinning out, like, 30 miles to the next town or whatever. Yeah. Like, when everything on the East Coast, I could literally, like, every quarter mile, there's almost, like, a little town or something that I can get food at or something. Mm-hmm. I go down the road a little Where bit further. Sweet home. And uh, Cascadia. And there's... uh. This lady, she lets me stay at her house, and she has this dog called a Russian Wolfhound. Ooh, and those big fuckers! It was um, it's it's like a greyhound, except their nose is really long yeah. and skinny, and like they're really skinny. And it was um, like she told me to put my backpack um, like back on the back porch and I go to do that and I open this door and the dog is right there and the dog was just like ready to like pounce on me or whatever like kind of like looking at me like what the fuck and she was just like he was just about to attack you and like he didn't growl or anything and she's like yeah these types of dogs they're Russian wolfhounds they like they attack silently they don't bark like yeah they're fucking weird looking they're bound they're uh they're Bite is pound for pound worse than like a pit bull, but like they don't have the lockjaw. Like hmm. literally, this nose on this thing was like fourteen inches. Like <laughs> it was so skinny. I've never seen a nose on a dog so long. It's like a beak. Beak. Yeah. Beak. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I end up going down the road, and I stay at a Best Western, and um. Before I get to the Best Western, there's I uh, see the skateboarder outside of a bar, and I go up to him I'm like, "Hey, man, like, how you doing?" And then the whole bar kind of starts asking me what I'm doing. This one drunk guy, I think his name was Sam or something like that. He is uh, like, "Oh, you're from New York City," and I'm like, "No, I'm from about seven hours or six hours away from that." Like yeah, the classic. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're classic, from New York. Oh, you're from New York. You must be from Manhattan. He ordered me a pizza 
had it delivered to the bar. So I'm eating pizza in a bar and he's buying me drinks, buying me drinks. And freaking, uh, there's this one lady, she like, she was so moved by what I was doing. She started crying. She must've been drunk though. So yeah, she was absolutely tanked. Doesn't remember <laughs> any of it. And, um, then the guy who bought me the pizza and stuff like that and been saying I'm from New York city over and over again, even though I'm telling him I'm not, He's just like, here, let me, uh, let me, uh, get you a hotel room here. Drive, drive me to the best Western. And he's tanked. I've only had like one beer and it's been a few hours. I've been eating pizza, so I'm not drunk at all. And, uh, I drive his truck and I get to the best Western and he, uh, gets me a hotel room and he tells me, he's like, all right, now meet me at uh, this bar. And he just drives away. And like he was wasted. And um then I go to that bar and uh he's driving he, away like fucking this, like yeah, for every real. lane he possibly can hit. And I go the few blocks to that bar and like he's there, he gets me some food and uh got me another beer and I actually couldn't finish this one because I was already pretty pretty lit at this moment and I'm pretty full too. And um he ends up leaving and the bartender and the kitchen cook, um, I'm telling them what I'm doing and stuff like that. They're all like, wow, looking like kind of hanging out with me now. We're the only ones in the bar. Drunk guy leaves and they, they all know him very well. And I'm just like, I didn't know that that the only reason why that guy had me drive over here so that I'd be able to drive him through the city so that he could just drive the rest of the way home and not get caught or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So it was it was uh it was a trip was, and they're they're all rolling their eyes and and ended up talking to this one guy and uh I was drunk and got a pretty cool conversation in with him and I got it on video and uh talking about spiritual stuff and why I'm doing the trip and stuff and uh then I wake up the next day and I go down the road I go about uh 40 miles and this woman she's telling me she's like Oh yeah, you're only about 40 or 45 miles away from the coast. You you'll get there in one day. I was more like not, 70 or 80 miles that, from the yeah. coast. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Yeah, I'm a bike rider. I I drive I go there all the time." Blah blah blah. blah. So I was like, "Oh, I'm closer than I think." <laughs> and uh I go and like <laughs> I keep going and so fucking I I don't end up making it that day. I'm like, all right, I got one more day ahead of me. And, uh, I end up camping out at this campground. And then, um, I meet this, uh, UFC, well, this UFC fighters dad. And, um, he like, he's this guy who like has a bunch of patents and bunch of stuff. And like, uh, he, I started asking him, I'm like, Hey, do you know any place? Like when I, like where I could like camp, like when I get to the coast and stuff like that. And he's, he's telling me like about this one, uh, campgrounds and stuff like that. So I, uh, eventually when I get to the coast, um, in Newport, I turn right and I go up to the camp campground that he told me. And, um, I ended up staying there for about a week. But once I got there, I, um, I hadn't actually gone into the ocean or anything yet. So I, ended up I got there it was pretty late at night uh once I got kind of like everything set up next day I got up and uh I brought the one ring across with me and I put it into uh the ocean and then I was just like wait a minute the ring is mine and I kept it <laughs> and um like the lord of the rings ring yeah, yeah yep, you brought I, that with you yep That's I brought one to awesome. put and um ended up staying there for 6 days uh, just to kind of enjoy the fruits of my labor, chill out on the beach. I was hanging out, um, all these, uh, I think they're called like octopus trees or something like that, where like the roots of them look like octopus tentacles and stuff oh, like yeah. that, kind of going out and stuff and all moss covering, covering everything. And, uh, think about like the West coast every morning, there's like a mist coming off of the coast and stuff like that. So that, that was a uh, pretty cool. And there's, I'm on the coast of Oregon here, mm-hmm. and 
every single day there was people that were biking, either biking up and down the coast of Oregon or the west coast. I even met somebody that was biking all the way from Alaska all the way to the bottom of Argentina, like to the mm-hmm. bottom of South America. They were from like Europe and they, I told them like, hey, I just got done skateboarding across America and they're <laughs> like, they've been at it since freaking the same they've been at it for like five months freaking doing what they've been doing holy shit so that i I wonder how they made it across the atlantic from europe they just jumped (laughs) i think they they probably just flew up to like anchorage or something like that with all their gear and then they like went down they had a they had a dope they had a dope (laughs) kick they had a kicker ramp (laughs) they just went real fast and um there's this one guy he uh he was more of a uh gorilla camper than i am i'll put it that way he uh for like five months out of the year he'll work and then the other months out of the year he just bikes and that's how he like goes around and the cool thing is that all these like campgrounds and stuff like that like if you're biking or just walking it only costs like two bucks to camp there Mm -hmm. so he's just going to the next one go to the next one and so kind of like efficient homelessness but he goes all over the country and stuff like that He's proficient at being homeless. Yeah, which, like, I kind of, like, admire it. Like, living on the road, it is a different lifestyle, and I love it. I really do living on the road. It's tough. If I ever did it again, I'd either have to have somebody taking all my gear, or I'd be biking. So, like, I I definitely wouldn't be able to do the 65 pounds on my back. Well, biking's definitely easier. I feel like, I mean, that's that's why you met so many of them. Yeah. Biking. Yep. Yep. And uh, there's this one guy, he was actually just finishing up, like, he was doing, like, a 500-miler or something like that, and his end goal was the campground that I was at. And he's camping out there, told him, and I was like, all right, yeah, and tomorrow I'm going to be trying to go back to, uh, what was the name of it? Fuck, start with it. Yeah, Cas- I'm going to be going back to Cascadia and um, to get to... Uh, get back home to get on a bus and he's just like oh shit i live there um i'm a school teacher there um my wife uh, is coming to pick me up tomorrow if you you can get a ride with me and i was like oh yeah sure and i was hanging out with him and he found like these big chunks of metal in the ground and i helped him dig them out and we put them onto his car once his wife got there he was gonna like try to do like some metal working like melt them down and do something with them but fi- found out that he wasn't really able to do it it was like the wrong type of metal or something like that hmm. and um they let me stay at their house they had like a cool plum tree in their front yard so i was just eating plums all day and uh they i drank sake for the first time there um how'd you like that it was it was different it was i, I liked, definitely unique. i liked it yeah it was sweet sake no Okay. It's like a sweet wine. It's like a rice. It's a rice-based alcohol they make in like Asia and stuff. Hmm. It's fucking delicious. It gets you twisted too. It's a we- you know how yeah. wine Wait, is. A maybe different I drug? have. Did you ever have it here before? Nope. I have never been able to find it. I have brought. Um, the only weird thing I've ever brought over is mead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and like, but like, you know how wine is a different drunk. Yeah. Sake is like a. <sighs> Really different we should go to yeah. get sushi sometime, like up at that Kiyomi place. Or you know, it's whatever. funny because Brian wants be to fun. do a. Brian keeps talking about wanting to do a sushi thing too. So, clear shots sushi, clear sushi shots cast, eats. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be fun. No, you don't drink, but you ever have mead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mead is great. It's my favorite. You can only get it at seas, so I never go because. I can never get the motivation to walk all the way over there. Two and a half miles there and then mm-hmm. two and a half back. <laughs> they got a good yeah, got good selection there. Mm-hmm. So I get on the bus. Oh, actually, wait. Um the guy who had the plum tree in his front yard, he um puts on a kilt and he's like, Yeah, you you interested in uh coming over and having dinner with uh, some of my friends? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. And he was like, Alright, this guy, he was uh like a green beret and like he don't talk politics with him. Uh, he'll he'll go nuts. And I'm like, oh okay. And um, get to this guy's house, and he has like a bu- like two acres, and is like a bunch of different fruits and like an orchard of bunch of different stuff mm-hmm. going around picking stuff. 
And the guy that I was staying with, he had a kilt on, but it was more like a cargo kilt because it had like pockets on it and yeah, stuff like that. That's and, dope. It's and like camouflage and shit. He's going, he's going like uh, into his pockets and pulling out a pipe, and it looks like. And I'm like, okay, I know it's legal here in Oregon and stuff like that, but it looked like he was loading up some t- pipe tobacco. And But then I was catching a whiff every once in a while of, like, weed or whatever. And all these people, like, the Green Beret and his wife, they're both, like, medical people. And their house looks all nice and neat and tidy and everything. And we're eating this really awesome meal and stuff. And then, like, we're all hanging out on the back porch, and then he pulls out a bowl and starts packing it. I was just like... I was wondering, like, like if you guys, and they're like, yep, it's legal here. And they're like, <laughs> they're packing up. And they're like, they're people that you would not expect at all to, like, be the people that smoke and stuff. Yeah. And it, it was, it was pretty cool. And, uh, the guy, he, um, I, I'm talk telling him, like, yeah, I mostly smoke oil or whatever. And he's just like, oh, I can get you some honey oil. And I'm like, oh, cool. And he gives me, like, before I leave, he gives me this thing of honeycomb. Like, legit, the honeycomb, and there's honey in it, and wrapped in a bag and in a Tupperware thing. And he's just like, it's really potent stuff. And I'm looking at it, and it just looks like normal honeycomb. And I'm like, okay, I was talking about hash oil, but okay, cool, cool. He gave me some honey. Cool. And he's he's his own beekeeper. And uh, I uh, take the bus back. There was, um, and so the whole time I'm thinking like, okay, did he like put some hash oil in the honey to like hide it like from the smell or something like that or, or what? And, uh, when I'm going through Utah on the bus, there was like a DEA dog and it was smelling me and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, puppy. And like just onto the next bag and stuff like that. So like I was lucky, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) Did it end up being, like, super potent hash oil? It was actually, I didn't eat any of it until I got back into New York, and it was weed-infused honey. And I put it on toast, and it was potent. Like, just on what? one slice of bread, I was, like, nuts. I was passed out for the day. That is fucking crazy. It was, and it was, it was, you know when you have a weed edible and it almost tastes too much like weed? Mm-hmm. It was, it was that. It was like, <laughs> woo, this is... Yeah. Holy fuck. It it was great. Um, Cause that bus took you all the way back. Yeah, I didn't sleep. It took me four days. I can't sleep on a bus. It's, it's a long like, ride. And um, freaking was it like nonstop? It. I went up to Portland. Um, I then was there for a couple hours. I got to go into downtown Portland. I uh, stopped at a pizza joint. Had a bu- uh had a few beers and had some pizza and went back waiting in the terminal. And it's like three in the morning and my bus is like leaving at like six in the morning. And so I'm just trying to stay up and there's TVs on and like, it's just like those murder and rape unclosed files. Murder porn. Yeah. Where it's just like 17 year old blah, blah, blah. And it's just like horrific murders. And I'm like, I go up to the front desk. I'm like, can I watch something else other than rape and murder? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why? It's just the news. <laughs> and fucking get get on the bus finally and start trucking and uh, eventually get to Denver. And uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was bad. I c- couldn't sleep the whole way. There's this one guy who was really smelly and uh, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you, you could literally see the dirt on the back of his neck and stuff like that. And, That's cool. I like and that. um, I get to Cleveland and I'm I'm waiting and this this guy he's in the terminal, the bus terminal, and he's talking to uh, some of the security guards and stuff like that. And then he comes up to me, he goes, "Hey man, you want to buy some weed?" And I'm like, "Oh damn, like." Uh, I'll give you like I'll give you like ten bucks if you like smoke me up on a blunt or whatever. And he's just like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking to sell some blah 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 blah." And I was just like, "Well, could I give you like some money and you'll just roll it up in a blunt for me and I'll smoke you up and I'll pay for it?" And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, like how much money you you got?" And I was just like, "Well, I only got my debit card." 
So I'd have to go and get. Do you take debit cards because he's got like a fucking <laughs> swipe, swipe the square swipe, and he's just like, oh fuck, and kind of like disappointed, which was kind of a red flag for me. And I was just like, huh. And so I go up to the ATM, I get twenty bucks, and uh, I go to give him the twenty bucks, and he hands me a thing of weed. And I was, just, but it was in like a napkin. I was like, oh yo. I thought you had a blunt wrap. You said you had a blunt wrap. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, let me just go twist this up. And, like, I'm waiting out front of the bus station and stuff like that. See him walk around the corner and stuff like that. And then I see him walk with, like, a group of people out around the corner. And I'm like, yo, what's up, dude? And, like, freaking, they kind of, like, surround me. And, like, they're like, so you're fucking skating across them? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I see this shadow and fucking this guy behind me see him rearing back to swing at me i fucking duck fucking and i just book it right back into the terminal i fucking i lost 20 bucks but i almost fucking got jumped by like four black guys jesus christ in cleveland so that was so that was pretty scary (laughs) lebron why (laughs) and um yeah fuck that dude and then i later found out that that guy fucking uh like uh, fucking like the security guard came up to me after all that happened. They're like, "Oh, fucking blah blah blah." We saw that guy that he tried to rob you. you. You're you're involved with drug activities that we could see on camera. And blah, blah blah. I was just like, I was like, yeah, I was buying weed off of him. Blah 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 blah. Like, and I, you can honestly, you can go through my bags. I don't fucking care. Even though I had that fucking the honey, the, the honey. <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh god, but. If you give them the opportunity, they'll think like, "Oh, it doesn't have anything to hide," you know. Right. So, I got I got out of that one, and then um, I got dropped off in Oneonta, New York, where uh, my fiance uh, was uh, working. She just got a school out of the time, and she was working at a hotel, and she was expecting me another two days later. And I've been kind of lying to her, uh, like, "Oh, I'm all the way in Kansas still," or whatever. And, uh, I, uh, oh, you're at work. Okay. I'll see you in uh, two days. And I walk into the hotel work, hotel room where she was at. She like had to double take and it it was funny. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That one happened. Did you come home? And now I'm here. Yep. Then (laughs) then I'm home. I came, uh, and the whole trip cost me about 3,500 bucks. I had 5,000 bucks saved. So I still had a uh, thousand and a half bucks and that was enough to put a down payment on a um apartment mm-hmm. and then then I got a job working at old city as a dishwasher and I worked my way up and then I slowly became a one of the lead cooks there until crazy larry became directing his craziness at me and uh then I quit classic and uh and the whole trip took how long again 80 days 3,200 and uh, some odd miles. How does it make you feel that it took you 80 days to go across America, but Jackie Chan went around the world in 80 days? He had a hot air balloon, right? Yeah, but did different. you, did you next, have one of those? I think next time you should do it uh, on a big wheel. <laughs> <laughs> or like one of those uh, little scooters, like the squares, the square scooter with the, the wheels parachute on the bottom. With the motor That'd be pretty it. cool, like 80 in a parachute. Like, I wonder like how, if you'd land... Or whatever, if you just, like, got, a, like, a little house up there that you just chill, you got food, you're just chilling up, floating around for 80 days. <laughs> yeah, true. That scared the shit out of me, though. Just going with the wind around the world or I'm something I'm not like really that. a big fan of that kind of height and then being, <laughs> and trusting a fucking balloon and fire to keep me <laughs> <laughs> floating. So, that's it, I guess. Well, fuck yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for fun. coming, dude. Uh, this is like the longest podcast we've ever done, I think. <laughs> Inclu- and, and if we wanted to include the first time, that's what, like seven hours, six yeah. hours. What was this? Four parts. This is four parts. Yeah. So yeah, the we did first about one seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, awesome. six of the trip because the first one, the first but, one we were just dicking oh, off and yeah. the first one of this one we were dicking off too. Yep. So we should so, yeah. do it. Let's do another one sometime where we only dick off. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll talk about sushi and... Yeah, and the moon landing. <laughs> Maybe we haven't even landed on the moon. 
That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying to Brian the other Dude, day. Dude, you guys were getting so fucking mad at each other. <laughs> there, that literally that whole part of that podcast, I don't even think I said a word. No, I'm, you didn't. I'm literally just sitting here like this. Go, they're going back and forth. I don't. We weren't really mad at each other. We no, just... you guys just would not stop, <laughs> dude. Like you brought it up in in like in. You were just like, oh yeah, I was looking up about the moon landing. Yeah. It's really interesting, and then it was just like, Bing! yeah. Well, like I said, I don't think we. I don't. I don't think we. I don't know. It's very possible that we might have gone, but just had to fake some of the footage. That's all. It just looks, some of it looks weird. That's I don't even think the moon's there. I don't think the moon is there, but. It could be a hologram. Yeah, I think yeah. it is a hologram. I think, didn't they do a Michael Jackson hologram or something? If they can do that, they can do the moon. They There's this the moon. one theory that we are actually in a hologram inside the sun. <laughs> that, like, the sun is, you know how they say that the sun's going to expand past Earth? Yeah. Well, they say that that's already happened, but. <laughs> like we weren't ready to go to the next levels and we stuff like that. Prepared. So the people that are, or the aliens that are taking care of us, they freaking yes, <laughs> they uh made up, put a hologram around us so that we can eventually learn what we need to learn or whatever. That's, that was nice of them then. Yeah. Thanks aliens. All right. We'll see you next time guys. <laughs> Clear shots podcast is available in any of your favorite podcasting websites or applications you can check us out at clearshotspodcast.com to hear any of the episodes also follow us on facebook uh, i think it's facebook.com slash clearshotspodcast to get there and you can also check us out on twitter at clearshotspod thank you for listening and we will see you next time